listening to Good Guys Talk Back with your hosts, Nick Morowski and Pat Hester. Follow us on Twitter at Good Guys TV or on Facebook at Good Guys Talk Back. Hey Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys uh, Talk Back. It is a blue-collar, fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. Uh, this is episode 54. I am uh, Nick Morawski. want to thank you so much for joining us here. Uh, if this is your first time, uh, welcome. Uh, if you've been with us uh, since the beginning, uh, and there's a lot of you, we do know that we appreciate it. You can find this podcast anywhere you find your podcast. Uh, simply subscribe, and every new episode will uh, head right into that inbox of yours. And there's going to be more of those as we've got some good news on the MLB front. Uh, very exciting to talk uh, actual baseball. Uh, there is some hypotheticals, but uh, it's happening. And uh, no better uh, to talk about Sox baseball with than uh, my co-host, uh, Pat Hester. Hello. Hey, buddy. So I was way off. I was wrong. Right? I said okay. that we wouldn't talk about yeah. baseball this year. Yeah. And I'm happy to say, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm wrong a lot as a married man. I'm, I'm wrong most days. And you get reminded about sure. most things. Yeah. And I was uh, added to the list. So, yeah. uh, but happily, happy to be wrong about this. Yeah. Uh, we recorded a couple weeks ago, and I was hoping that that episode did not age well, and it really didn't. It stuck around for a few days, and then good news kind of came out. Not great news, uh, you know, sides still couldn't figure it out, um, Manfred stepped in. I'm not going to go through and unpack all that. You folks have probably read uh, numerous amounts of articles, um, but there is a 60-game season. Uh, players are reporting uh, July 1st uh, for Spring Training 2.0, workouts July 3rd, and uh, this uh, shortened season, 0-60, to 60, huh? Uh, begins around uh, July twenty third, twenty fourth. Right yeah, there. I know. How about it? Socks zero to sixty. Yeah, I. You know what? I could see that as a clubhouse tee. Wow, you know, I just like kind that. of railing around that. So, um, you know, lots to go over. The schedule hasn't been released yet. We kind of have an idea. Uh, so you tell me if I'm off on this. It's the, they're playing the Cubs six times. Have you heard that as well? I, I've heard that as a possibility. Okay. I, I just, from, from very vague, obviously you're playing the majority of your games within your own division, right. which is smart, right. less travel, less right. opportunities to, uh, for problems to arise. Yeah. And then you're playing your like, uh, other league, so you're geographically AL, AL yeah. West will play NL West and yeah. so on and so forth. So we're looking at maybe six against the Cubs, mm-hmm. uh, ten or twelve against your division. I, I thought it was twelve against your division, but I might be mistaken. I think it could be ten against your division, which puts you at forty-six games, and then there's fourteen against uh, a NL Central yeah. Brewers, uh, Cardinals. Um, Pirates, or, or was there a different team uh, during? You remember those hypotheticals like a month or so ago? They're yeah. like, oh, these are the teams that the Sox are going to be It seems playing. like it would be weird if they had. Maybe it wouldn't be weird, but going all the way out to Pittsburgh, to, if, right. if that was the case, or vice versa, Pittsburgh right. coming all the way out to Chicago. Right. But they're going to be playing the Cubs in yeah. theory. Yeah. This makes makes all the sense of why we why Pittsburgh is in the yeah <laughs> the NL right, Central, right, but. Right. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, we'll just kind of unpack, I guess, that as it comes along. If we play the Cubs, and most likely we will play them six times, given the fact that just the proximity and you're filling out a schedule, so it makes sense that the Cubs and the White Sox would play more games than they would that we would maybe against the Cardinals or the Brewers. Same with the New York team, same mm-hmm. with the LA teams. Right. They're just going to yeah. probably play each other. Uh, or, or Oakland and, and San Francisco. So, you know, it'll be exciting. It just It'll add for this year even more of an excitement to the Crosstown rivalry sure. because yeah. for yeah. both clubs, and we, and we can, you know, we, we wear our teams on our sleeves yeah. and what we love, obviously, and what we don't love. Uh, that's more, more obvious sometimes. But it'll make it more fun because those games are going to really, 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 really mean something. Yeah. You know, that's... Yeah. That mm-hmm. six games helped me with the, the percentage of games mm-hmm. of sixty. That's ten percent. I'm not yeah. you know I'm not very mm-hmm. quick when it comes to percentages. Yeah. <laughs> That's ten percent of your, your season right there is with the Cubs. Yeah. So it, it makes it more important. Obviously, they're gonna be in a situation where they're still gonna be a very competitive ball club looking right. to maybe go to the playoffs and in a World Series. They're still in their window regardless of mm-hmm. you know where they've mm-hmm. kind of trended over the past couple of years. So teams like the Cubs are, are definitely going to be there. We're going to be definitely be there, in my opinion. And then we have this weird stuff where these rebuilding teams, where yeah. do they all fit in yeah. next? Yeah. Do they look at this as extended spring training? Right. They, and just like, all right, Taking let's see what we got players, yeah. for an extended year yeah. and uh-huh. give them a lot of at-bats uh-huh. at the major league level? Uh-huh. Or is it, no, we got a chance. If we, got a, if we can get on a, a three-week or two-week run where we're playing really good ball uh-huh. and be in the mix, yeah. I mean, this... Again, this to me is something that baseball could really need and really yeah. use some excitement, sure. some emphasis on all these yeah. games being that important. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying that I would like this to happen again next year, but you know, to mm-hmm. maybe bring in the casual baseball fan mm-hmm. and, and this short you season. guys, you got somebody sitting around, and uh, you know, baseball looks like it's it will be the first major sport to be back uh, and and televised and. You got somebody that maybe is like, hey, baseball wasn't really my sport, but that's the only thing I got yeah. going on right now, and especially locally. Uh, I'm, I'm into it, and it was yeah. exciting. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tune in next year. You know, I, I don't yeah. really want to get too far ahead because, man, there are so many other hurdles yeah. that baseball needs to figure out, but I want to embrace uh, this possibility. Embrace the weird. It, it, embrace the weird. <laughs> exactly. And it <laughs> is weird, you know? I mean, Jeff Passan had a very lengthy article. You folks probably... When does he uh, not have a very lengthy right. article? Right. He, well, he's... Uh, I, I like him a lot. Uh, he takes things, you know, tongue-in-cheek. Does he uh, have a pamphlet that uh, yeah, I, I, You need to get... Uh, you me? need some notes. You need clip notes <laughs> is what you need. Uh, Passan notes. And it was all about, like, what could go wrong. And there's a ton that can go wrong. And, mm-hmm. I, and I guess I didn't... I don't want to talk too much about it because we know the risks. Folks are going to test positive yeah. when they come into camp. There's going to be some issues. There's a lot of things that uh, MLB has to just – it has to go right for this to to be a, a success or, or just to, you know, have a, have a season, uh, have a 60-game season. Uh, sticking with the, you know, the optimistic, I'm going to say that they're going to play. We're going to have this season, mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to be 60 games, and – they're going to be played, you know, there's going to be a spring training that's going to happen at Sox Park on the south side for three weeks. You're hearing positive things about some players have been in shape. They're, you know, they're, they're throwing, they're hitting. It's nothing like live action. Yeah. But, uh, you know, here's a team, Pat. You and I have uh, digested a lot of Sox baseball over the years. We have lot, watched a lot of games. 
And uh, the beauty of a 162 is it is a, it is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Um, you know, you up and flow, you have your, your, your dog days, uh, you can get off to a slow start and, and still make up for it. Um, you can't right now. You can't do that. And uh, we have watched, you and I have watched a Sox team uh, historically that have gotten off to bad starts. Yeah. Bad starts. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's tough to crawl out of that. Uh, but there's there also have been teams that have been able to crawl out of it. Last yeah. year's world championship yeah. team, I think back to the 2005 Astros, who I think were sure. about 14 oh, games absolutely. under 500. Yeah. Maybe going into June, so uh, you know, there in, in a long season, you can start out bad as long as you don't lose the room as far as the players and the clubhouse, and you have yeah, the talent. Yeah. Oh yeah, room, yeah. You can weather that yeah. early storm. Yeah, there is no weathering an early storm in this kind of a season. And so speaking of weather, that usually has been an issue for the Sox. Mm-hmm. Starting games in late March and in April, and some crappy Mays. You know, you're playing in 45, 50-degree weather, yeah. 60 if you're lucky. Yeah. And I get it. Some of these players are just not used to playing in those temps. I mean, Jose Abreu, for example, has come off. He does not start hot no. at all. And no. he has gone on record as saying, I, I, I heat up when the weather heats yeah. up, June and well, July. a lot of players do. It, and that could be the difference, though. Yeah. You're playing in late June and July where it is going to be muggy and hot and warm in the city of Chicago and most of Midwest, I mean, St. Louis, you, you've gone down to St. Louis a few Ugh. times. It, it is going to be, Ooh. it is hot, Kansas yeah. City. So I, my hope is that, okay, let's throw that old, let's throw that old equation out as the Sox mm-hmm. always start off bad. And, hey, this, there's not a lot of excuses yeah. right now. I mean, you can make up a ton, but weather-wise, there are none. Yeah, there's... You take that excuse away. Now, if you start out bad, in my opinion, you just you don't have the talent that you thought you had. Sure. You know, because yeah. there's no excuse with, with that anymore. And, you know, the, the, the schedule favoring, you know, dome teams or, or teams that are out west that we've talked about. We've talked about it on this podcast before. And, and the disadvantage the Midwest teams or, or north, uh, north uh, east teams have, you know, the New Yorks or the Bostons, anybody like that. So, you know, and the, and you think about it, the ball's already going to be jumping. You yeah. know? So yeah. it used to be where the pitchers come out at the beginning of the year and they've got the advantage, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. they, they're coming out, they, mm-hmm. they got the weather on their side, yeah. the ball isn't traveling like it is. Yeah. Now, you know, what, what's that going to do for a pitcher right now when you're, you get balls flying out of the ballpark? You can't, yeah, you can't even look at I, any of these numbers that are going to occur and yeah. say that this is a trend or, you know, because you, it, pitchers are, you're, you're going to need your legs. Yeah. Uh, and that could be the, the most difficult thing is just to make sure you've got your, your legs. That's where your power's coming from. Well, you've played, Nick. I mean, yeah. you, 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 were, you were more of an athlete than I ever was in my life. Think about it. It's, you're you're trying terrible. to play any kind of sport, especially baseball, and, 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 and run your, your, these burst runs that you have and all that stuff from, yeah. from home to first and all that stuff, or standing in the outfield, not running for a while, mm-hmm. and then you have to burst run. I mean, that's hard in cold weather, right? That's, it's, that's it's, when a lot of... That's where you get a lot of your injuries. So uh, maybe that... Yeah, maybe guys are feeling really good about it, and it, and it puts more of an onus. To go, maybe we shouldn't start so early in the year. Maybe well, it doesn't make a lot I, of sense. We've talked about that. I mean, April games, it just it's just ridiculous in the city of Chicago. But 
you got you got guys that have been working out. You know, you hope you know privately. Yeah, um, I would, and, and I anyway, would hope so. I mean, they're, it sounds like that's that's the vibe. Right? But uh, so whether everybody's going to have the advantage of July summer weather throughout uh, Major League uh, Baseball. Here is where the Sox really have an advantage. Again, we don't know the specific schedule just quite yet as, it, as we record right now, but you've got Tigers and Royals that you're going to be playing potentially 20 games mm-hmm. against yeah. in rebuild mode. Yeah. What Now, what are they going to do in this short season? Are they going to really try to make a run for this crazy, Boy. you know, yeah. uh, grab the gold at the end, a 0-60, to 60, anything can happen? Even if you're in rebuilding mode, I mean, I'm looking at some of these records from the Sox and their rebuild, rebuilding years, um, 26 or 2017, 2018, 2017. Man, in their first year rebuild, they were eight games under after after 60 games, and that's not going to probably get you the playoffs. But you know, last year they're two games under yeah. after 60 yeah. games. Yeah. I mean, and that was not what they were in the long run, but 60 games is not a good sample size traditionally. I think it has a lot to do with, and, and I couldn't speak to it because I don't really know, their ownership and their general manager. The mentality. Right? Sure. So if, you're, if, you're, if your ownership, uh, and it's like we can maximize you know, something right here, let's put, up, put our chips in and yeah. move up this rebuild. Or yeah. do you have a GM on the other side going, you know, this... There's, there's no no need for it. Let's have an extended look at guys yeah. that are going to have yeah. more at bats of the big leagues than we thought. You know, we would I think get that's the year. way. I think that's the way that uh, you know, for example, Detroit or Kansas City goes. They don't. They're not going to look at this as like, oh, hey, anybody is in this yeah. now. I think it's what you just explained. <laughs> they're they're not going to blow up what they've been working hard for. And Detroit has had some yeah. some great picks over the last few drafts. They know what they're building, just like yeah. we knew what the Sox were building a couple of years ago. I don't. I think they're going to be even more cautious. It's Maybe like, they take it as a, a, a look. All right, let's play our young guys. We're going to have them get more experience and more at bats than we thought we did. We're in this season, so that ex, that accelerates our timeline. Yeah. Maybe their timeline yeah. was two, three years from now. Yeah. But getting these guys up here and getting yeah. them at bats when you're mm-hmm. in a wonky season as it is. Yeah. Maybe you're looking to contend now in 2022 instead of 2023. Sure. Sure. And so maybe yeah. you're looking at a long-term look at it, and you're not worried about. They're, they're definitely not going to have to worry about trying to sell tickets or seats, right? right? Exactly. So, Good point. So Good point. you know, why are we going to have to try and compete when we know we can't really compete anyway? Let's let's just let the young guys play. Yeah. And, and I don't know this, Nick. You could probably tell me. Maybe you don't know. What are the rosters? I mean, I know the guys. I mean, I know the Sox have 40 players. I think in their pool. Right. Uh, right now for this. Spring training, yeah, I know, yeah, but I, I think are, are they extending the rosters? They, that would be interesting to know yeah. too. You get extended right at the beginning. Um, you get more players than you really uh, traditionally would, yeah. and then as each week goes by, like the first four weeks, a couple players are removed till you get so down it's like to being a twenty. Survivor. <laughs> like, like to have to, like, it's a lot, yeah. the torch goes yeah. out, you're out of here. Yeah, it's, I think you're eventually down to twenty six yeah. okay. uh, players. Uh, you know, they got that taxi squad where you've got like 15 yeah, guys yeah, that are going to be in a close proximity that, you know, we're like the second cut team. Like you're still getting worked out. You're still getting action, which is pivotal because there is no minor leagues going on. Yeah. So do you see our two pitchers, you know, our two, you know, uh, Kelly and Crochet uh, getting in there? You know, it's like, hey, we, we, this is the only time we're going to see you unless there's an extended fall ball. 
Um, yeah. So, I... so going off of what you said, where some of the rebuilding teams could be, you know, so they're going to stay cautious. Mm-hmm. Like why, you know, we could, but why? Do you look at the Sox, which were on the cusp of playoffs from a lot of pundits? Um, do you see the Sox saying, this is an opportunity to grab this? I think so. I'm putting Kopech in right from the beginning. I'm putting Rodon's going to be in the bullpen. I mean, that's aggressive. You put the best players you have right now, they should all be healthy enough to play. You've got this extended time off now. All the guys that you're looking to come in after the the trade deadline, you know, or they're going to be healthy enough to, to come up to the major league club. Whoever are your best players, you put on the field and you go after it. Mm-hmm. I don't care if people say, well, it was only 60 games or there's going to be I don't care people about that. talking about I, Astros. I could care less I could, about I it. I could give a rip about that. that it's a season. Yeah. They're playing it. Yeah. Everybody's playing by the yeah. same yeah. rules. Yeah. You go after it to win it now. Yeah. I mean, life right now is an asterisk. Yeah. And anything that occurs in, during this pandemic... You know, you got to say to yourself, oh, well, it was during Corona. You know what? That's life, yeah. man. This is what you're given, yeah. and might as well go after it. Uh, I, it's just the anxiety for me as a fan. I can't imagine what the players, and, you know, Giolito's talked about it recently on NBC Sports Chicago. Every game is so magnified. And yeah. you know me, man. I, I am like, you know, fingers digging into the couch and the recliner. During 162, yeah. yeah, I got a doctor's appointment just to make sure I am healthy enough to watch these games, stress level wise, because every game's like two and a half times yeah. what the normal anxiety and stress would be. Yeah. I'm with you, you know, go for it. You know, yeah. as long as we, I don't want to push anybody if they've got an injury that, you know what, hey, I, this could be like a torn something if we push, mm-hmm. but. Hey, if you've got just some shin splints or if you're just not feeling your best, guess what? You're not going to be feeling your best. Yeah. You have an opportunity with this talent to really, you know, to really yeah. use this as a springboard into 2021. Any owies that are going on that you normally, <laughs> and I, I say that like I've never been an athlete of any kind in my life, as I mentioned. So I, I don't, I, I shouldn't, you know, put people down, but you know, tape it up. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's from a fan's mentality. From a fan's mentality, that's what you want to see. You want to see every game just being a clash and uh, a race to the finish. Mm -hmm. And you want to see it. You want to see it exciting to the finish because it's going to be. It's sixty games, man. A few games are going to separate teams from either you're in or you're out in terms of postseason play. Uh, In terms of you know, we talk about the team, the Sox uh, historically, and we and we dance around some players that have. Probably had slower starts than we would like, but then their numbers show up. You know, Abreu's numbers eventually show up sure. after 162. Mm-hmm. What what players are you saying? You know, you got a short leash, man. Like this is almost a a staging of yeah. what your future for this team could we, could hold. We talked about it uh, in our in our pre show uh, luncheon, yeah. which was beautiful. Which was by the wonderful. way, it's, it's great to see. You. This is the first uh, podcast we've done in quite some time face to face, which that's is, right is out of this world to think yeah. about. But yeah. uh, to me, it's Tim Anderson. Yeah, Anderson, and, yeah. and it's you're coming off a year you're the batting champ, and you could yeah. say, Pat, how can you say that? But to me, it's it's what are you bringing to the field? Yes, you, you can't have you can't have you can't lead the league in in at, at shortstop with errors, yeah. which I believe he did again. Yeah, uh, like he did last year. So to me, it's him. Be rock solid at short. Mm-hmm. 
I'm fine if you're. What do you finish at? Three thirty something? something. Three thirty five maybe. You, if you bat fifty points less at about two eighty, yeah, I'm good with two eighty. Two eighty with four don't errors. Be, six don't be air mailing people or, or short hopping people at first. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Offense is not going to be a problem with this yeah. team. I, I feel like they are going to be aggressive. Um, and hey, I don't want to. I don't want to discredit him for. You know what he did, which was which is remarkable. He has it, a lot of credit for it. it but I, I the defense, man, you've got to be a complete player where every one of these games matters. Now, going on the pitching side, you and I spoke about Lopez. I mean, this guy has got the shortest leash. Yeah, I'm I'm rooting for this guy still. I think he's got major league stuff. It's between the years that I think he just they replayed uh, opening day 2019. You know, you know I've been watching a lot of these replayed mm-hmm. uh, games. Um, you know, I got the time, and uh, <laughs> I was at the game. You know, as a lot of folks that are listening were, and uh, Sox started off hot. It was this is this is kind of crazy an opening day with a Sox of like a four or five run lead. Yeah. And he just completely imploded. Yeah. And once they start hitting him, and he starts giving up some big hits and some runs, he cannot settle down, and he cannot get back in order. And uh, I feel like with this, with the arms that we now have, and you add Kopech and Radon yeah. that weren't going to be options in late March, if it only reminds me of in 2016. Um, when we had that crazy great start, 23 and 10 after 33 games. Mm-hmm. And we had an opportunity, and you know the trade was horrible. But Danks couldn't figure it out. Yeah. It's like John Danks, buddy. We have got something going on here. You got to go. Yeah, you're out. So you got to go. We, we've, we, you know, we if we were void of talent in, in a pitching staff, then the people you could give. You got it. But not, yeah. not in a year like this. No, not when you've got guys. Yes, you know, behind you yes. that are, are ready to go. To yeah. step up and, and chomping at the bit. So yeah. I agree with you. Ronaldo Lopez, give me your second half that you had last sure. year. Yeah. Get it going right now. Yeah. Uh, I hope that, you know, because I, I, you know, we talked about it in this before, maybe privately or on the podcast. You know, he's worked with Giolito and Giolito's, you know, the the, the mental side of the game mm-hmm. and the way that uh, Gio's kind of gone after that and the turnaround he's had. I think they've, they've been in uh, copacetic on that a little bit uh, this past offseason. So, Hopefully that rubs off. Hopefully that he's there. Because I agree, he's got the stuff. But in my mind, it, it's two, three. How many starts is it, by the way? How many starts is it that it's bad that you go, you're either in the bullpen or yeah. you're on the you know the taxi squad? Yeah, know? well, I mean, if they go five, they could go six starters on a season like this. That's true. You know, yeah. Ten starts uh, a guy. Um <laughs> Two starts for me. If two. he if he has two two bad starts, I'm rearranging yeah. the. Ro- I mean, he's he's getting he's getting a talk. And what are you talking about as far as bad? Is it not even make it out of the fourth inning a couple times, or is it you know? Yeah, if you if you cannot uh, hold a team to less than you know five or six runs, I think it's got to be quality innings, start. It, it, it's. He he just can't get out of innings sometimes, yeah. and and I get it. The Sox, hey, needed the offense is going to be there though. Mm-hmm. That's the problem is you don't want your offense saying, "Look, we're working as hard as we possibly can. We're giving you a six run cushion, you know." And all of a sudden, you just give it right back. Yeah. Those are the those are the games within the game that I look at. Uh, is it's how did you get there? How did you get to the implosion? I yeah. mean, if you're battling 
and you're battling, and it's like a 2-1 game, 3-1, and our offense just wasn't there, and you maybe gave up a long home run or something at a, at an, uh, a critical time. I get that, but it's the, we gave you four runs, yeah. and uh, you, know, you just get rattled. And you, we need you to settle in, um, you know, because he's been there and he's logged the innings. Uh, for excitement purposes, I can't wait to see. I think Kopech is going to be jacked beyond belief. I, I mean, think he will be. I don't think you can hold him back and say, you're going to be on the taxi squad for a little bit. We're going to ease you in. I think he is so healthy and rear and ready to go. Yeah. And with the type of season, I, I, you just unleash him, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you uh, absolutely. He's not going to be your start. He's not going to be an opening day starter. He might be a fourth, uh, but fourth or fifth. But uh, you unleash him. You yeah. let him. You let him run wild. Yeah, I would. There's no reason to hold him back, because you know at some point these guys got to perform and they got to get out there and pitch. And I know they're 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 guy, he's a guy that you traded for and you gave up uh, you know a lot for really you know and. And you want him to be great for the long haul, but at some point you got to take the the the, the uh, training wheels off and let these yeah. guys pitch, you know. And if yeah. they get hurt, they get hurt. It's like okay, a lot of play, the players get hurt, and yeah. then they don't pan out to what you thought they were right. going to be. It I get being cautious, yeah. Yeah. but but you know, at some point they're athletes and they're they're your assets, and you got to have your assets performing. Yeah. Now, I, I agree with that. Um, if they are healthy, which it seems like he was given the green light uh, back in uh, spring training, um, no restrictions. It was more of, we're going to start you in Charlotte uh, just to get some professional innings. Well, that's yeah. not an option. Yeah. Uh, there is no minor league action. So, um, hello, you're here. And <laughs> we, and, and, I mean, all hands on deck right yeah. now. Um, what are you what are, what are you most excited about? Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be you know, a, a player, or maybe it's a combination of things. Is it, is it the new guys? Uh, is it, you know, somebody that started to bud and you're just looking to see, you know, another year under the belt? I just think I'm excited to see this entire lineup that we've been salivating yeah. over. Yeah. You know, the, the everyday lineup that's going to be out there majority of the time, just I, I want to see what it can do. Mm-hmm. I want to see it. And I want to enjoy the fruits of the of the labor that not only the organization but the fans have endured over yeah. the past you know three years plus or whatever yeah. it's been. I came in yeah. you know, how long have we been a rebuild? And yeah. then you take into the fact that even before the rebuild, what we've been going through yeah. as as a fan base and you know hoping and it's piecemeal together and you know you got Hawk at the beginning of every season saying it's the best team that he's ever seen in his, <laughs> in his 99 years in the game and you feel really cool about that and, yeah right and, and right you figure out yeah. that it wasn't that great you know yeah. to begin with so all of that and and it's and it's finally here it's yeah. like you know it's it's the the dinner's ready to be served to you mm-hmm. I just want to see that lineup yeah you know you, we pitching is Probably the most important thing. It is. It will be in this season. Absolutely. As it always is. I don't disagree with you, but I just, I'm excited to see these guys mash, man. Yeah. uh, I I think, um, you know, the offense possibilities of some of these guys, uh, especially the new additions like Grandal, uh, added to the Mankata, who just, you look at Anderson's offensive numbers last year, and then you just also then look at Mankata's, and you're like, holy, Mankata hit 315. Mm hmm. He led the team in slugging on base percentage. 
I mean, he had power numbers too. Yeah. Uh, he had a hell of a turnaround. Yeah. And you got to think he, he is only going to get better. Uh, but I'm looking at how Grandal is going to help this staff and what a difference maker yeah. a guy like Grandal. Nothing against McCann, who was an all-star last year. But now you've got arguably the best catcher in all of Major League Baseball yeah. calling the shots, helping a young staff that finally has – you know, the, the sprinkle of veterans mm-hmm. with Keuchel and, and Simagio Gonzalez, who I hope is healthy. I'm looking to see how he can mold this staff yeah. in, in a very critical, like you've got to have the pitching in this type of season. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm, I'm just, you know. It's all, I mean, you can't go wrong, really. Yeah. Uh, I, You know, Robert, so we were talking a little bit before about what guys could maybe try to do a little too much. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're on display for the first time. You're trying to show off what you got. You're not really showing it off in front of fans, but we're going to talk about that in a moment, uh, at least not that we know of at the, at the beginning. Uh, worried a little bit about a guy like Robert. Uh, you know, is he going to try to press too much? You know, that's always a worry, I think, with any young hitter. I think I saw a tweet from, from Stone to uh, somebody, uh, somebody in the Twitter universe that, you know he's gonna he's gonna swing it uh, high fastballs and he's gonna swing at balls in the dirt and that's just part about oh, being yeah, young. Yeah. And, yeah. But he's not he's not at all concerned about him, which a lot of people say. And they probably said similar things about a lot of top prospects as they come up for their first year. You know, I look at it as maybe the guy has totally dominated every level. Yeah. And totally shown that he's been above the curve or ahead of, ahead of the curve as far as whatever. Whatever he's either in A or double A or triple mm-hmm. A, he's like okay, he's better than this. He should be here. He's better than this. He should be here. Right. If you could ease into a season any better as a young player, there's no season better than this, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Even though it's such a sprint to the finish, as far as you can't you can't have days off, you can't have bad yeah. games, you can't go on a losing streak. But you've had time to just kind of get yourself mentally prepared. You're not going to be playing in front of big crowds. You're not going to have a lot of travel. Right, right. So right. a lot of the stuff that's in a normal season where it could wear on guys not used to as many games, because quite frankly, guys that come up and play for the majors for the first time absolutely are not used yeah, to the number not, of games. Yeah. You're not playing a lot of games. You're not doing a lot of travel. Yeah, you're you're going to be home a lot or mm-hmm. as much as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. If there's a year to kind of just cut all that stuff that normally yeah. gets into a young player's head yeah. out, maybe this is the year for it, and he just. He just his talent just shines. Do you think uh, having uh, little to no fans, um, you know, across the board helps a guy like that? You know, I don't have all these eyes on me. I'm playing for my team, yeah. my teammates, essentially that believe in me and the yeah. organization that uh, you know spent the money and, and brought me up. They know they have confidence in me. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't have all these eyes. Yeah. It seems like pressure's off really, a little bit. It'll be really interesting to see how that's affected, you know, that you can, because, yeah. you know, when you're away in a high pressure situation, the fans are into it. Yeah. You might feel it as a young player. You're not going to really be feeling that. So, you yeah. know, yeah. I think the, I think this is a year unlike any other where just pure talent and raw talent will will win the day. Yeah. yeah, that's a great way of saying it. Just the raw, the raw talent. Um, the, the the teams, I think chemistry is going to be critical 
Temp chemistry is going to be very important, especially in the in the strangeness and the awkwardness of a season like this. Yeah. Uh, to be able to rely on one another, like we're all going through this. People are, you know, you know, wondering about their families, worried mm-hmm. about this, that, and the other, and you know, just that. The, the and it sounded again like they had some amazing chemistry coming yeah. out of spring training. Everything was clicking, and Renteria had them where he wanted. A um, uh, couple, couple thoughts on uh, what we're going to be seeing uh, differently. Um, let's. We'll get to the fans in a second. Starting a runner on second <laughs> in uh, extra innings. Yes. Thoughts. Um, he, you know, I'm going to stick by my, I, I'm embracing the weird and embracing yeah. the crazy. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll take whatever you got. Right. Whatever changes, like I mentioned last time, whatever changes baseball can make to the game. Yeah. I'm not a purist by any yeah. standpoint. However, you can make it exciting and I, I'm in for. And I can see the reason why they want to make this change because there's plenty of people out there and, and we talked about it before that would rather, in in most cases, depending on where you're at in the standings, they would rather lose a game in in nine or ten innings than win a game in nineteen. Yeah. Because yeah. how many pitchers have you lost right. for down the road? Right. How right. many guys right. are not going to be available the next day for the next mm-hmm. day's game? Yeah. That could be just as important. So yeah. you're going to lose one of those games probably anyway. Yeah. So. I don't know, or the injury factor that comes in where sure. you have a guy, guys doing weird things and trying to go long or stretching a guy or mm-hmm. whatever it might be, yeah. or then you go with these goofy position things, players, position players, they're just cute and funny and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But <laughs> you know what? I'd much rather try and just end the game. Yeah, I I'm okay with a tie. Yeah. In the future, in the future, in the future, if you're yeah. if you could go to a point system where ties are a thing, mm-hmm. um, because. These long games that are, you know, it's what turns everybody off. Right. You know, yeah. and I get it. You know, be, I really honestly don't want to tie. I want there to be a winner on the field for that game. But, you know, if if you could tell me, you know, in the standings I get a point for a tie after nine nine complete innings, okay, I can I can yeah. stomach that if everybody's playing by the same rules. Right. Is, if, is everybody playing by the same rules? We're all doing this. This is the first time for everybody yeah. where this is going to happen. Uh, Ricky, I don't think, likes this, but his managing style fits right in. He likes to bunt. He likes to still play the small ball. And, uh, well, does it put an emphasis then on, on winning the game in nine innings and putting – Putting out all the stops, right? And not holding back, right? You know, if you if you've got no reason to hold back, you're just like, okay, I'm going to push this button, that button, and this button to get the game. It over sure, I think could change how you play the game in the in those first few. Which innings. I'm all about, you know it, that that creates excitement within itself. If you can get a run early, it, it, quickly by manufacturing it somehow, mm-hmm. maybe not the way you want to, but you know what, a run is a run, mm-hmm. and the way we're playing these types of games, I need that sooner than later, and I can get it now. Yeah, I'm going to squeeze. Yeah. I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to ask some guys to do things that I really wouldn't want them to do. But, you know, we're playing a different game. Um, DH in, in, you know, the National League, it's a thing. I lo- That's great. I mean, I think we both have been on board. Mm-hmm. I can see as a fan some people, you know, they're, they're up in arms. I, I would say more of your team didn't have an opportunity to prepare for the DH. You know, in free agency and maybe even in drafting. I'm so tired of that that, argument with, oh, we didn't have time to prepare. Shut up. They've been talking about having the DH in the National League for years. Teams like the Cubs have have 
probably would be benefactors of, of having a DH. They have a DH. And, the, so, and a team like the Phillies, who've got Bryce Harper for the next yeah, 20 years. So uh, don't give me this, well, we haven't had time to prepare for to have a yeah. DH. Give me a break. You don't have some, some bopper in your minor leagues that yeah. doesn't have a position yeah. that you can bring up and have as a right. DH. I, I fail to understand the argument that people have that, oh, we, you don't have just a hitter anywhere in your organization. You don't have a hitter that yeah. can't play a position. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah, I'm. I'm so that to me is a, a tired, stupid thing for a fan it, to be upset about. As a former pitcher, um, I, I enjoyed being able to pick up a bat when I had an opportunity yeah. to pick up a bat, and I, I've heard Giolito say the same thing, and other pitchers. We know Bat Madison Bumgarner's stance on it. Then join a softball league. It, exactly. I, I just no one. <laughs> there's a the few percentage of pitchers that actually can do it. it it's not worth you know. It's not worth the squeeze. Uh, I'm completely fine having the DH yeah. in the NL. I, I, I don't. I don't need to, to see the pitcher take a, a half-assed approach at, at swinging a bat just to go sit down or lollygag it down to first because he doesn't want to get hurt. Then he puts on the club jacket. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. He's got to keep the club <laughs> the jacket. 1995 on. starter. Yeah, like, button, really the snap shiny. buttons. Yeah. The snap buttons. That the would lyric be, or whatever. Those are fantastic to slide <laughs> in. I'm sure. I've so, never seen anybody go head first in the jacket, though. <laughs> I could see it like completely like ripping open. That would be something. Uh, but I, to me, for the few times that a pitcher does hit and hits a home run, everybody loses their marbles over it. Even when Mark Burley did it, and we I think we were at that series. We might, yeah, that, Milwaukee. Was, yeah, uh, I don't think we were at that game, but we we were there for yeah. that that series. If we were, we might not have remembered it. I, no, that's, that we was were, the kind of day it was. <laughs> we, were, we were in the vicinity. But, yeah. you know, that's great. <laughs> and, and it's wonderful and it's exciting, but it happens so few and far between. And, the, the, oh, well, then you're going to take away the, the, the pureness of the, yeah, the chess yeah, match, sure. of yeah. the changings of the pitcher. It's a chess match already right oh, now. I God, mean, just get over yeah. yourselves. Why does it have to be a chess match? That's why people aren't watching this game. Yeah. Because it's a chess right. match. Right. Yeah. That's why it's 50 yeah. and over. We'll see. I mean, I'm really curious to see what, you know, with how the ratings go and you know, it's going to be a different way that you're consuming this product. You know, the uh, the home broadcasters aren't going to be traveling, so mm-hmm. if you're watching the Sox on the road, you're going to get the uh, road team's feed, which li- if you ever live out of market of Chicago and you got the MLB extra innings package, that's how you consume Sox games. Is when the Sox were on the road, you'd be able to get the game, but you would get Detroit's uh, announcers or Kansas City's and so everything's going to be a little bit different Uh, will you be able to see it live though that's what I think a lot of people are wondering and you know it's coming down to the state level city level permission 20% capacity which would put uh, potentially 8,000 seats in fans at Sox Park how does that work do season ticket holders have opportunities is it a lottery are they you know, trying to maximize a uh, you know a kid's summer and get them before school starts to get you yeah. know tickets to the game. Are camps going to have you know opportunities if the camps are around? Do you would you go? Are you feeling comfortable uh, enough to go? I feel comfortable enough to go. I it, it depends. Though. I mean, if they're going to tell me that I have to wear a mask, and yeah. it's July and it's ninety nine degrees right, outside. Right. I don't think I want to sit there for nine innings with a mask. on. Exactly. So if I can yeah. sit there and it's socially distanced and I don't yeah. have to wear a mask, yeah, then I'm fine with it. Yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's just a lot of 
lot of weird logistical things. I was thinking about this the other day, the bathroom situation. Sure. You know? <laughs> I'm glad so, you were thinking about it. Right? I was thinking about the bathroom. Well, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. in normal times, it's like it's the it's between innings, everybody's going to the bathroom. Even if it's 8,000 people there. Yeah. If you have 8,000 people going to the bathroom at the same time, <laughs> it's right. like, I don't know. I just, it depends on... I guess how they have maybe it all you get set. a little ticket at the beginning yeah. of the game, like you can only go yeah. to the bathroom during these innings, or you, you get a stadium present. pal, or they set up like they do for dog day and you just go on the, the on that the astroturf, yeah, yeah, they have the astroturf yeah. and the concourse. If they could do that, then I'm good, okay. Set up the dog, those are very specific requirements, but you never know. Well, they'll uh, pull it off, and <laughs> Brooks Boyer will have like I, some uh, type of day about it, pee in the outfield day or something. <laughs> Pee over the fence. I, uh, pee over the fence. See, uh, you know, they make pee, a bobblehead. Yeah, out of exactly. That. Well, sure. There's a, lot, there's a lot. There's a lot can be piggybacked on this. Uh, you know, I, I think it's it's something that I would definitely. Uh, I have no problem going to the game. You know, I don't want to wear a mask, but maybe they treat it like when you're dining outside at a restaurant. You don't yeah. wear your mask, but then when you go to the concourse, you got to put your mask on to get food or go to the bathroom. I don't know. I'm just happy that we're going to be seeing yeah. some baseball. I think that's the theme. Yep, um, I, I agree with you there, sir. Right. And we'll we'll uh, we'll do whatever right. we have to do. Well, we're going to start uh, wrapping things up. Um, we're going to probably be coming to you a little bit more regularly, though, with uh, yeah. with baseball starting up again. Uh, players reporting July first, uh, spring training 2.0, July third, which is this Friday. Uh, it's about a three week spring training, and then. Uh, still waiting for that schedule, but uh, July 23rd, 24th, uh, in that time frame, the Sox will get going, yeah. uh, sprint to 60, and uh, yeah, I, hopefully, you know, we are talking a little bit more regularly. It's going to yeah. be exciting. Let's hope um, so. Again, if this was your first time joining us on Good Guys Talk Back, uh, this is everything Chicago White Sox, uh, find us anywhere you find your podcast. Simply subscribe, and every new episode will uh, come into your inbox. Uh, you can find us on our Facebook fan page, and uh, find us on Twitter, at GoodGuysTB. Uh, uh, for Pat Hester, I am Nick Morowski. Talk to you next time. Go Sox!